the, the, the faith walk is we need to be fully convinced in our minds. Because the faith is there. It's able to do what it needs to do. <clears throat> it can only do what the mind understands and what the mind believes and what the mind is fully convinced about. And so that's where we need to sort out walking in this faith. Whatever I'm fully convinced about, that I can do. If I'm not fully convinced about it, my faith won't work for me then. I'm actually going to now walk in doubt if I try and do it. So I'd rather stay away from that. Stay in the area where I am fully convinced in my mind that this is what God's Word says. John 8, 32, 1 and 32, our Lord speaking, the Scripture says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, Okay? If you abide in my words, and my, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so the key to becoming fully convinced in our minds about the Word of God is we need to abide in the Word of God. As we do, Jesus said, we will know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Let's go back to now the Paul. Okay, He believes he can only eat kosher. And so when he's in a place where he doesn't know where the meat comes from, he only eats vegetables because he, otherwise he's not eating kosher. He doesn't want to take a chance. But now he spends, he bites in the Word of God. As he does that, what happens? He, he, the, the Holy Spirit reveals the truth to him, that all foods are clean. And so he now knows the truth. And what has that done? The truth made him free. Oh, like, okay, wherever I go and meat gets put before me, I can eat it because all things are clean. And so he's now walking in a greater degree of liberty. Whereas before, he was pretty constrained in, what, in, in his diet that he could partake of. Now he can eat anything. Why? Because he's abided in the Word of God. He now knows the truth, and the truth has set him free. And so that's how this concept works. We need to um, learn to allow the Spirit of God to fully convince us in our minds about the Word of God. And when we become fully convinced in our minds about a truth in the Word of God, we can walk in it. And we'll walk in the freedom of that. And so I just need to also just re-emphasize the fact about the, the, the fact that faith is of the heart, and that faith is there and that faith will work. But the, 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 the faith will only walk, work through that which the mind understands. So it's where we, what we're fully convinced about up here that allows what's down here to bring about out there. Kind of a weird way of putting it across, but it's the way it works. Uh, 1 John 3, 9 says, Whoever is born, being, has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he's been born of God. So we had a look at Romans, and let's quickly go back to that passage of Scripture. The Apostle Paul speaks about sin and faith, and he says, <clears throat> verse 23, But he who doubts, this is Romans 14, 23, But he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Why? Because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith, is sin. Okay, it's a very important truth that we need to understand. Um, the Holy Spirit tells us through the Apostle Paul that whatever is not from faith is sin. Now, the Holy Spirit also tells us through the Apostle John that he who has been born of God cannot sin. So it kind of gives us a bit of insight because if I'm going to operate outside of faith, well, I'm going to be walking in sin. But now, this you, you need to understand about the born again spirit. Uh, I do a series on. Um, the born again spirit, but we're not going to touch on that today. But the fact is that very clear that the spirit of man cannot sin. It's the spirit of man that's born again, has no capacity to commit sin. We're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Incorruptible means it cannot be corrupted. And so that's why John says, he was born of God, talking about the spirit of the born again believer, cannot sin. 
Now, the, because it cannot sin, and faith resides there, the spirit can't doubt. Because if the spirit could doubt, the spirit could sin. And the spirit cannot sin, so the spirit cannot doubt. The spirit of the born-again believer only has capacity for faith, to believe God. That's where faith resides. And it's quite able to release that faith um, through its natural operation. So faith is of the heart. There is no doubt there. We're just trying to identify where doubt comes in. Because doubt in the, in, in the Christian's life is always up here. Because it's up here that we have to be fully convinced of. Until I become fully convinced here, I will always doubt here. I'll never doubt there. I'll never doubt in my spirit. Because if I could doubt in my spirit, my spirit could sin. My spirit cannot sin, therefore my spirit cannot doubt. My spirit can only believe. The doubt is up here. Another scripture, Romans 2.15 says, Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. What the Holy Spirit is showing us through this passage of scripture is when we get born again, um, we, before we're born again, it's the conscience of man only that convicts them of sin. I'm doing right and, and I'm, not, I'm not doing right. That's what the conscience is given to man for. When we get born again, our spirits are now alive to God and our spirits will also convict us. And so what happens in the life of the Christian, the Christian who now goes against the laws of God, their conscience and their spirits will convict them and accuse them. But when they are walking in, the, in righteousness before God, well then the conscience and their spirits will, will excuse them and agree with what they're doing. But if they choose to you know, go against them, then they'll accuse them. So the point is, is that the spirit of, of the born-again believer is always going to agree with faith, never going to agree with walking in doubt. And so when the Christian is walking with what they're fully convinced of, then the spirit's going to be in, in agreement with that. So even though the, this Christian only believes they can eat vegetables, the spirit's going to agree with that because they're doing that by faith. But if the Christian now says, well, I'm, I'm, let me try this meat. I don't believe I can, but you know, everybody else is doing so let me do it as well. Well, now the Spirit is going to say, ah, you're now moving out of faith into doubt. And so the Spirit and the conscience will convict that Christian. Don't do that because you're out of faith, you're into doubt. 1 John 3.21 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have a confidence toward God. And so, again, it's just saying that the, the Spirit of the born-again believer um, will not condemn us if we're walking in faith. Not great faith. Again, we, we, the scripture never tells a Christian you need to walk in great faith. The just shall live by faith. It doesn't say the just shall live by great faith. And so as long as whatever we're doing, we are walking in faith, God's pleased. Okay, that's we, the concept we need to understand. But, and our spirit will not condemn us. But when we step outside of our level of faith, our spirit will condemn us. Our spirit will say, no, we're not in faith anymore. We're now into doubt and you're starting to sin. So stop doing it. And so we just need to understand that we always, whatever we do, we must just be fully convinced in our minds that this is where I'm comfortable at. Don't try and step outside of the level of faith God has given to you and you, you've grown in. Now, again, it's not size, it's understanding. So don't try to do something in the Word that you see other Christians do unless you're fully convinced in the word, from the Word of God that this is right for you. If you're fully convinced, well then you're going to ex ex uh, succeed in that because your faith will work for you. If you're not fully convinced there's that element of doubt, don't do it. Don't step out there. Stay in your comfort zone. Stay in your faith zone. 
Um, and that faith study is really just linked to your understanding of the Word of God. Unless Jesus has fully convinced you in an area, keep eating vegetables. I know I'm using the vegetable thing as the analogy. It's just uh, the example. You, you can apply your own uh, point to it. And so great faith is based on understanding of the Word of God. Weak faith is based on understanding of the Word of God. Both are pleasing to God. So it's not a case of this one has got faith the size of, uh, I don't know, a huge oak tree, and this one's got the faith the size of a mustard seed. Jesus said that's not the problem. The mustard seed gets to move mountains. So it's not the, the size of the faith. It's the understanding of the mind, being fully convinced there. That's what we get to walk in. And then the last point we want to touch on today is the fact that faith is tangible. In this life, it's tangible. It can be seen, it can be heard. And that we need to understand as well. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let's get our minds around this. We'll stay with the, the second part there. The evidence of things not seen. Evidence by nature has to be able to be seen. If you go to a court of law and you want to present evidence before a judge, it must be something that the judge can hear and see, or see. Um, you can't just say, judge, you've got to believe this. <laughs> the judge can say, uh, nice try, I'm not going to believe you. And so you, when you present evidence, it's got to be something that the jury can see, the judge can see, or can hear. Tangible. And that's what faith is. Faith is the evidence, it's tangible, of things not seen. And so, going back to the court of law, you're presenting evidence, people are seeing evidence of a crime that took place. They can't see the crime that's happened, gone, it's, you know, past tense. Nobody can see that. They can see the evidence that is presented before them about that. And so that's what faith is. Faith is the evidence that is presented about the unseen. It is the evidence of things not seen. So faith always is linked to what is unseen. If it's seen, there's no faith needed because, you know, you can see it. But it, it, faith is something that's unseen. But in, the, in this realm, it's evidence, and evidence is always tangible. It can be seen or it can be heard, maybe even felt, but that's what faith is. We need to understand that. It's evidence. James puts it this way. He says, James 2.18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith, how? By my works. And so works are tangible, they can be seen. People can see what others do. And so what we say and what we do is evidence of what we believe. That's how faith works. And so that's the tangible evidence. What comes out of our mouths and the way we behave is tangible evidence of what we believe. Go back to the vegetables. The person only believes they can eat vegetables, that's all they're going to do. They're going to only eat vegetables. They're not going to eat meat. That's evidence of what they believe. Because you can watch them eating the vegetables. Why don't you eat meat? No, it's unclean. I can only eat vegetables. Oh, okay. That's your faith. That's their faith speaking. Because they're doing it. I can see it. It's evidence to me of what they believe in their hearts. And so that's how faith works as the evidence. It is always evidenced by what we say, and, what we, what we, and the way we behave. And so if you want to know where your faith level is, just listen to what you say and watch what you do. Because that is telling, that's screaming at you and everybody else what you, what you actually do believe. That's the evidence. What we say and what we do is evidence of what we believe. 
That's how we need to understand this concept. Um, Luke 5, 18, 20, the scripture says, Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him, talking about Jesus. When they could not find a way how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and led him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When Jesus, when he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Now we know our Lord also healed him. But what did Jesus see? He saw their faith. Now, faith didn't materialize. He just saw what they were doing. They were letting their, their friend down through. I mean, there was really an act of faith to drop. They took the tiles off the roof so they could get their friend down before Jesus. That took an act of faith. So when Jesus saw their faith, Jesus responded by healing them. And so, very clearly, that's how we can um, understand one of the aspects, another aspect about faith is that faith is tangible. And so what we believe in our hearts will always be made manifest through what we say with our mouth and, and the way we behave. And so we're not going to fool anyone. And try, so we shouldn't try to fool ourselves. We, because what you believe in your heart is what's going to come out your mouth. And what you believe in your heart is the way you're going to behave. And so we just need to be comfortable in our hearts with what we're doing. And how do we do that? Up here. What we're fully convinced about that's what we're going to say to everybody, and that's the way we're going to behave. And that's where the, the growth takes place. Now, it's not even growth as such from that point of view, because it's a transformative thing. Because, again, the scripture says in Romans 12, 2, Be no longer conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, as we, as we spend time in the Word of God, we get to know the truth, and the truth sets us free. And so as we spend time, our minds become renewed. We start transforming. We don't think like this world thinks anymore. We now think as the Word of God thinks. And we start to say that and we start to behave in that way. When we do, the faith is already there. And now that our faith is now working for us in that area as well. And so that's how we grow from weak faith to strong faith. Through spending time in the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to show His truth to us. Now, as we get there, what will happen is we will start to change the way we speak and start to change the way we behave. We behave. We'll not eat only vegetables anymore. We'll now start partaking of meat and vegetables. So my behavior has changed. That's evidence of what I believe in my heart. And so just to, re, uh, to, to wrap up today, we've looked at the fact that everybody does have faith. We saw that not everybody, however, has faith toward God. We saw the reason around that. We saw that faith is being fully convinced in our mind. Because we have the faith, it's up here that we need to get the, the, the change to take place. And then we saw that faith is in fact tangible. And it's what evidenced by what we say and what we do. That tells us where our faith really is and what we actually do. I'm going to end the teaching that way.